Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. This is Pastor Ruth Gardner. We are so glad that you joined us on tonight. We are continuing our series um, in the beginning, the study of Genesis. We have Prophetess Patrice with us on this evening who will be leading our study on tonight. We're going to have prayer and the next voice you're going to hear is our very own Prophetess Patrice. So, Pastor John, can you please lead us to the throne on tonight? Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for bringing us together, God, one more time to gather together in your name, God, and to learn of you. God, as we continue in this lesson and these, these teachings of the beginnings of Genesis, God, Lord, we pray, God, that you just speak to us through each and every one of these, God, and help us, God, to, to gain new revelation and new understanding of your word. God, we pray, God, we pray for the teacher on today, Lord God, that you will give her strength in her body and in her spirit, God, and that you will just continue to use her, God. Give her the time to be able to, to delve into your word, God, and the time to be able to get rest as well, God, for her body needs rest as well. And God, we pray, God, that you just continue to use each and every one of us in accordance to your will. And God, we thank you and forever give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the, uh, the Gospel Bible Chat Room of Victoria's Living Christian Center. We welcome you tonight as we are continuing our study in the beginning in Genesis. And as I was sharing with Pastor Ruth about some of the different characters um, that you may hear, um, and I was trying to figure out who was the voice of God in this Samuel L. Jackson. I knew I heard the voice before, but he is playing the role of God um, throughout the series. Um, we welcome you tonight. Um, we pray that you get something out of it. Tonight we'll be going over chapter seven and chapter eight um, with, the, with Noah and the flood. So enjoy. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead here. Everything, just as God Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, 
I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds, and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the floodwaters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened. And rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind. Everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing. For 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth. The waters increased. They lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moved on the earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and the entire human race. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Human beings and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days, and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down, and on the seventeenth day, seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountain. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month. And on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After forty days, Noah opened a window and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. He sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. 
so it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return. On the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground, and all the birds, everything that moves on the earth, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, <coughs> and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of human beings, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to Amen, 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 amen. I hope you were able to hear and understand. Um, uh, chapters 7 and 8. So we look at chapter 7, the beginning of chapter 7, and it, um, at the end of chapter 6, we see Noah is building the ark according to all that God had commanded him, right? Mm -hmm. So it took him 120 years to build this ark. The, the, the discrepancy in that is that we hear later on that we know that Noah was 600 years old when he entered the ark. But then it says he was 601 year when he started releasing the animals, so on and so forth. So there's like a discrepancy there because it took him a hundred and something years to build this ark, right? It says, then the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark and you will, all of your household for you are alone. For I am, have seen I have seen to be righteous before me in time. You shall take every every clean and unclean animal, right? By the seven. So let's look at the clean and unclean. So because a lot of people get caught up in, um, you know, people say we shouldn't eat crabs. We shouldn't eat this. Well, I eat crabs. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> but we want to look at um, the fact that the clean animal was considered fish, it was fish, insects, birds, and beasts. The unclean animals um, were camel, 
rabbit and pig. We know we we always talk about the pig and when it comes to the unclean. Talks about the pelican, the stork, and so on and so forth, the raven, the falcon, um, and they couldn't eat mice and things like that. So that's the difference between the clean and the unclean. But we learn about that more in Leviticus, right? When we talked about when they're given the law, when they're given the instructions to the Israelites. But here in chapter seven, he's telling him clean and unclean. So it's like he understood what he was saying to him, which is amazing because it's like the law doesn't come into Leviticus, but no one understands what God meant by clean and unclean. So in this day, remember that God is destroying the earth because he's saying that, 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 that the um, humankind is corrupt. So that how can Noah do the exact opposite? He wasn't sinless, but he was considered honorable because he followed God, right? He worshiped the Lord and all this corruption around him and still building the ark and still being teased and all that, but he's still following God. That is amazing because when you look at today, you know, we can see all the corruption around us and that. What we have to do is still be consistent and still follow God, no matter what it looks like to other people, that we, to our own self be true, that we have to continue our relationship with God, our vertical relationship so that he can communicate with us, that we can continue to be as holy as we possibly can, that we continuously working on something. We're not going to always be perfect with it. I know some days are harder than others because, you know, some people push your buttons and, you know, your flesh, your flesh is your flesh. Um, but we um, we recognize that when we do sin, that we are to repent. And that's the difference between um, we talked about last week with Lamech, where he didn't repent of his sin. Right. So then he goes on and says, Noah obeys God. And then it says, now Noah was 600 years old when the flood of the water came upon the earth. Then Noah and his sons, his wife, his sons' wives, with them entered to the ark because of the water flood. And he talks about the clean animals and so on and so forth. So then it says, it came about after seven days that the water of the flood came upon the earth. So it took, so in the 600 years of Noah's life, in the second month of the 17th day of the month, on the same day, all of the mountains of the great deep burst open and the floodgates of the sky were open. So it took them a while when they built it for the water to start coming. The interesting, interesting part is that in verse 24, it says the water prevailed upon the earth 150 days, right? Which is approximately like a half a year. But then we get into chapter eight. It says, God remembered Noah, all the beasts and the cattle that were with him in the ark. God caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. The water didn't subside immediately. It took a while because we can see where he started sending the, the dove and the animals, the, the birds out, and they couldn't find a place to rest. In my studies and over the years that um, in, in verse four in chapter eight, it says in the 17th month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark rested upon the mount, mountains of Ararat. The study shows it was 327 days that it took for the water for them to actually rest. Then it talks about another 300 and some days for the water to recede when God brings the wind and the water starts receding. Then it talks about in chapter six, I mean, verse six, it says it was um, 40 days that he started sending out, he sent out the raven and it flew and couldn't find a place. He sent out the dove. And finally, when they got a chance, when the water had receded and the ground was dry, they were able to 
exit the ark. The interesting part about that is that the first thing that Noah did was worship God. And verse 20 is the first time we see that, that someone builds an altar to the Lord, right? And we'll keep seeing that as we go through Genesis. But this is the first time because Adam and Eve didn't do it. Cain and Abel didn't do it, right? So we see Noah building the altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal, of every clean bird, and offered a burnt offering. And the smell of the aroma was pleasing to God. And then God told him that he will never destroy the earth um, in that way. He never said he wasn't going to, he said, you know, with the floodwaters. That I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from its youth. I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. Now, the interesting part is that he talks about the heart and how evil we are from youth. He saw that with the disobedience of Adam and Eve. He saw that with the, the disobedience of Cain when he killed Abel. So, and he's seeing all of this. And then, and then whatever the Bible doesn't mention that surrounding them, because it wasn't like they were the only ones there. So if all this evil was going on, which means there was a lot of people that was doing the evil, right? And so God was like, what have I done? He regretted creating humankind. Because of the evil. And I can't even imagine how he feels right about now with everything that we're seeing, everything that we're living with. But this goes to show us that even in all the corruption and all the things that are going on, that we can still live a holy life. Not saying that we are sinless, but we know how to repent. And it talks about how he worshiped God and we know how to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, not for vainglory and not for show. Because we have to know, we have to know God for ourselves in our heart. You know, the Bible says in Psalms, I can't remember the verse, but it says that word have I hid in my heart that I have not sinned against thee. So that even when I sin, I know I have sinned. I should be able to recognize my own sin and not blow it over and be like, oh, the Holy Spirit convicted me. I need to repent. We've all been there. We've said something, we've done something, and we automatically get convicted and we repent. Or sometimes... You know, later on that day in prayer, whatever, God shows us us, right? And then we get convicted and we repent. Needless to say, that at the end of the day, that even though we do sin, that we should be able to hear the unction of the Holy Spirit when we're convicted of our sin and repent to the Lord because we're not, we're not perfect, we're not sinless. But if we're in relationship, just like a mother is to a child or a father is to a child, you correct your child when they're, when they're wrong. Whether you punish them, whether you, you, know, you ground them, whatever, you, you, you have to show them that, that part of your love. Because even in the disobedience or the consequences of being disobedience or sin is love. Because if we didn't get any consequences, we would keep doing the same thing over again and thinking we can get away with it, right? Just like kids. Kids, after a while, they're like, they won't do that again. There's some stuff I know I have learned, learned and life taught me. There's some stuff that I will never do again because of the consequences and what God showed me and what I learned about myself in that, right? 
And then, of course, as a kid, some things I got away with, I tried again, but eventually I got caught and, did, and the consequences were greater because I kept testing the system as the authority, per se, right, as the child. So when we look at Noah, we see that he comes out of the ark and that after all these years and planning and God giving him specific instructions and he builds this ark and he tells them that the animals will come to you. You don't have to go get them as you're building. They're going to come. As they say in the, what's the movie um, with the baseball, if you build it, they'll come. And so God says they'll come. And so they came. And so even with the intricate parts of the inside of the ark, we don't know how that was built. We just know that God gave him specific instructions and he followed because they didn't drown. They did not sink. So obviously it took some years to build this monstrosity to hold all these animals every insect, everything that was on every creature, you know, he said time seven, because he had to use some for, for offering, right? Some were used for offering. And so when we look at his obedience, how hard that had to be, we can't make it, we can't skip over that portion because to, to build something that's gonna take over a hundred something years to build, in the meantime, You've never seen rain. No one has ever seen rain. But as you heard when they were like, oh my God, look at the rain. You heard people screaming and hollering because the rain started coming and they had never seen it before. And everything that Noah said came true. I can imagine them mocking and making fun of him. Like, what are you talking about? It's going to rain. What is that? And the flood's going to come and, you know, he's building the ark and God told him what to do and all that. And anytime that, that we're doing something for God, sometimes, you know, people are like, God told you to do what? Or they say, you know, like if you make a change in your life, if God tells you to move from one position to another, whether it be leave your job, leave your leave your um your city, your state, and move to another city or state, your family don't have no clue of what you're talking about. They think you're crazy. Like, why are you doing that? Why would you go there? You don't know anybody there. We don't have no family there, but you know what God said, and you have to be true to that. And eventually you will see that following God was beneficial to you and your family. So that all of this that we're learning today is the obedience, being obedient to God, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the ridicule, no matter what people, what the naysayers say, that we still have to be true and understand that we heard God. And I'm going to stand on what I heard and what I know that what God told me to do. You don't have to explain yourself to people. They're never going to understand it because God did not tell them. So why would they understand? And then they're not going to believe that you actually talk to God. So, you know, and there's that piece. Because if they don't have a relationship with God, how would they understand the communication that goes on? Because you can't see God. But everyone who knows, who has a relationship with God, knows how God speaks to them. And it's different for every person. It's different from every person. For me, it's dreams. It comes in dreams. And then sometimes it just comes from, it just comes. And I know it's him. I don't hear audible voice. It's a gut thing. It's a gut thing. You know how they say you have to know in your knower? In your knower? My grandma said, in your knower? I'm like, what's a knower? It's your gut, your heart, your gut. You know. So that when we are ministering to people and they might not understand what we're saying or what we're doing or how did we like, how did you know that about me? And, and you don't, 
and you don't sometimes disclose that God told me. You just say, you know, just from talking to you, you know, you know, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us as we're speaking to people. They might not understand it, but they know that you didn't have that information. You didn't get that information from them and you weren't privy to that. So they have to know it's something other than you. Whether they believe it's the Holy Spirit or God or not, that's that's on them. But eventually God will show them, right? Will show them that it was him that gave you the information, not based on word of knowledge, but the actual insight to what was going on with that person to help them move along in life. And that has happened to us from other people, from our parents. Um, hold on one second, I gotta sneeze. Excuse me, sorry about that. But um, it's a lot of pollen here. And um, so we know that, uh-oh, we know that that we have been the recipient, right, of the voice of God through our parents, through our friends, through past preachers, elders, teachers, co-workers, family members. Um, and so we know that they had a relationship with God. We don't know the type of relationship because it's intimate, but I know that my mother knew God. I know that she talked to God. I knew my grandmother talked to God. I can still quote things my grandmother said to me 30, 40 years ago, like it was yesterday. I didn't understand it at the time, but today I get it. I get it. I understand the importance of, of a child seeing their parent pray. My mother didn't hide that she prayed. She didn't keep the door all the way open, but it was a little crack in the door. When you go to look, you see the light on, and she on her knees and her Bible, you knew you backed up. You went on about your way until she was done, but you watched, but you saw your mother pray. And that's important because even though we don't teach, sometimes we don't teach our children how to pray, they hear us pray. And so from that, they know that, that God is real and God answers prayer. And it helps them in their walk as they're finding their way, right? As we see with Noah and his sons, because when they leave, the ark, God told them to go and multiply. As we talked about last week, when we talked about Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Shem being the father of the, um, the nation of the, um, the descendants of Asia, right? We talked about Ham um, being um, the descendants of Africa, who are Hamites. Right. And then we call uh, JPEG, which is Europe. And so we know that that the uh, the multiplying the earth comes from these three <laughs> comes from these three. And so um, it, it makes a lot of sense when you try to figure out how kids ask you, well, how did the people get all over the earth? And, you know, how do we get different languages? And we'll learn about that later on. And I think it's chapter 10 when we learn about the Tower of Babel, I believe it is. Um, I can't remember what chapter it was. Oh, yeah, I think it's 11. I apologize. Yeah, it's 11. So we'll learn more of that later. But the importance of the ark, the importance of the story of the flood is the fact that only 10 generations had passed from the creation of Adam and Eve to where God was sick of us already. Sick of us already. Done. He was like, I'm done. And so here we are thousands and thousands of years later. And I'm sure he, he loves us, but I'm sure he's sick of us too because we're just all over the place and we're just, we're not um, 
things are not pleasing to his eye. Not saying that everyone isn't, but the things that are happening in this world are not pleasing to God's eyes. They're not. And we know it because it's not pleasing to us. And it makes us, it makes us sometimes fearful. It makes us sometimes hopeful. It makes us sometimes pray harder. Um, there's times when I know during COVID, I was like, what in the world? Because it's something we had never seen before. It was scary. You know, and just because we're Christian, just because we believe God does not mean that there are times that we don't get afraid. We didn't know where this virus came from. We didn't know if you could just look at somebody and get it. All we knew that people were dropping like flies and it was not good. And so that even with that, that caused us to pray more and to pray differently, even though we watched, um, you know, we lost some family members or people lost family members and we kept seeing the numbers go up on the television and all that, that just made us pray harder. And it gave us, um, it's, it, it was meant, I'm not gonna say it was meant, but that time away from the actual sanctuary should have given us time to spend more with God. And some people walked away from God or their relationship drew back because of the fear took over, right? The fear took over the faith because it was dark, it was gloomy, it was scary. And you didn't know where it was coming from. You didn't know what to do. You just knew that you were trying to keep you and you were safe and that you had to pray harder um, in the midst of all of that. Because it was, it was a feeling of lack, was feeling of you know, are we going to ever get out of this? We were insecure. You go to the store and everything was gone. The, the, the shelves was wiped out. And it was like, oh, Lord, we got to get freezer. We got to stock up. We got to store up. It was just like we were just, you know, like storing up our barns, trying to maintain, you know, what we had. But to understand that our faith cannot fail. God is continuously showing us in his word, continuously showing us in our lives that there is hope and that he is real. And so our faith in him cannot fail. There are times when my faith was, was dwindled because of circumstances and situations. You know, I knew that, that I wasn't going to die because God told me when I was sick, but I also was frustrated. And so I had to rely on other people's faith because I didn't even have, I didn't have none. I was like, I don't know. This ain't making no sense. You know, but eventually by me holding on to a little bit of faith I had left, and but God kept showing me through people, showing me through prayer, showing me through you guys. And I know all of us have been there that even though there are times when our faith, you know, it says your faith should fail not. The Satan comes to, to comes to destroy to sift you as we. But I prayed for you, right? I prayed for you because the power in prayer that when we release our anguish, release our anxieties to each other, our concerns, that people that we trust, that we know are going to pray and not gossip, that's powerful. That there's times that we're going through stuff and sometimes we don't want to share it with nobody because we understand that sometimes people can't hold water. But we've been on this earth long enough to know that there's some prayer warriors, some intercessors that will pray for you. 
And that's why, you know, us meeting together every Wednesday, you know, it says we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves because we need each other in all of this. No, we're not on the ark. We're descendants of the ark. But at the same time, there's some things that we're struggling with. There's some things that we're going through. And also that we're interceding on behalf of this world. And so we have to come together, you know, to share and to study. You know, not just to sit in the pew and have people hoop and holler and run. That's, that's fun. But it comes a time when we have to dig in and understand and share and, and deal with our, 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 our struggles and, and, and seeing it play out in the word of God and, and relating our lives because these lives were real. These are not stories that are just made. These are fairy tales. But I believe that God created his word so that we can have hope, right? We can have hope. Like in the shoot of my woman, you know, she didn't want to hope. She dared to hope because she's like, I know you didn't give me this kid to take him away from. I know because I wasn't looking for it. I know you did not do that to me. But God kept him. But in the, even in that struggle, she had to believe the prophet. But she also had that doubt because she was minding her own business. And then God said, you will have a child. And she was like, no, no, no. And then when she got the child, and then you're going to take the child? Like, wait a minute. So these stories and what we read is giving us the strength. It's giving us the faith and the hope to continue with God in our relationship, to grow it stronger, to grow our faith. Because our faith can't fail. It can't. Because if our faith fails, what do we have? What do we have? We can't hold on to this world. We didn't come in with it, and we ain't going to leave with it. But my faith and my strength and the belief in God to know that when he died, when Jesus died, and he saved my soul, that I am saved and delivered and set free, gives me hope that after this life, I will still live. There's still life. It doesn't just end when, as my mother says, when my spirit, when my spirit rises. That's what she would say, when my spirit rises, because she knew where she was going. So that's all I have for today. A little words of encouragement. I added on to that in reference to the story. Next week, we will be going into chapters 9 and 10, and we will go over the... Um, that would be about the covenant of the rainbow, which we will see another covenant. And then um, actually the descendants of Noah. We might go into, we might go into 11 in reference to uh, the Tower of Babel because it's not a long chapter. So we might just do 19, 11, it depends on how much time we have, but read that in your understanding um, just in case we get to 11, amen? And that's all I got. Amen. 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 Thank you, prophetess. That was that was good. That was a lot. She got me excited. She started talking that faith talk. You know, that's that's where I've been at. You <laughs> start talking that faith. I was just like, oh, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this, Johnny. That's let's it. Go. Yes. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you. Mom, we were just talking about this. God is, is making sure 
that our faith fail us not. And the only way we can do that is by getting into our word and speaking his word that applies to our life on a daily basis. Because the more we hear it, the more we believe, the more our faith increases. So I'm like, I, I, and, and it's crazy because I was thinking about it, you know, just some personal stuff that I've been going through for the past couple of years. And it's like, he, he has me on this, this, because I told God years ago, I told God, I want my faith to increase. And I was saying it because, you know, um, for own, like, uh, for another reason, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I find that, yeah, it was originally, I thought it would be for that reason, but it's, it's for, it's for everything. <laughs> it's for everything. And it's just like, if only if I would have grasped the revelation back then, a right. lot of things I could have avoided or a lot of things, I wouldn't have had so much stress on me and I, I wouldn't have possibly felt what, you know, depression feels like, what being alone felt like. If only if I would have grasped the revelation, I feel like I could have gone through easier, but it was all for a purpose. I got it now. Mm-hmm. I got it now. And I thank God for those times because now, I can relate, you know, to what it feels like to be alone, to, to be, you know, I already know I, rejection and, you know, depressed and feeling like a failure and feeling like, where am I going in my life? And it's like, you know what? I got the revelation now, you know, and, and, and I've just been decreeing. I've just been speaking the word over my life. And just by me catching on to the revelation, and just by me speaking out the word, I'm noticing changes even now, little changes. And so I, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. And I'm just so like, I'm so grateful to God that I, he allowed me to, to finally catch it. It's like, you finally got it. You finally got it. So now I'm just telling everybody, look, it's simple. It's simple. It's, it's really not that hard. Just speak the word. I know we get weary in our faith. I know. I know, but if you just keep speaking the word, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you feel. And, and the revelation that I really caught was the fact that I had to. I had to remember that faith, having faith, is not a feeling. It's not based on your feelings. You're not gonna always feel up to par. But if you can just keep speaking the word, even if you're in pain, even if your your wallet is empty, your bank account is in a negative, if you can just keep speaking the word, God will come through. Yes, he will. Because that's his word. And, and we, we are his sons and we are his daughters. He's going to come through for us. Because we know that the earth is his. Everything that, oh, I can go on. I'm, 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 I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Oh, God, I'm hey, stopped. Go I'm ahead. Stopped. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> uh, I just thank God for the revelation. I feel like he's, he's bringing us back because in order for us to navigate through these end times, in order for us, for the church to be restored to its rightful place, we gotta have doctrine. We gotta have the word of God and we gotta have the demonstrating demonstration of the power of God. That's, we need both. We need both. We need the spiritual gifts and operation to its fullest potential. And we need the word of God to guide and help people maintain what they've got 
but it's going to take faith for us to get there. And I feel like God is putting us realign that word again, my realigning us back into that position to where we can function as a modern day apostolic church that we are supposed to be. I'm going to start right there. I just absolutely. But thank you, prophetess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. That is, that is exactly what God is doing with his people. Cause we've been talking about faith. God's been dealing with us about faith, about speaking those things and not as though they were. He talked to us about, remember, I kept talking about faith, full assurance and a true heart contend for the faith, because we have to have that level of faith, faith. So, cause we get, cause there's a next phase getting ready to come and it's going to require us to have that level of faith. I've been speaking it, prophesying about it, praying about it, talking about it, preaching about, cause God is getting ready to move us into that next level or the next realm, that next phase. However you want to call it, God is getting ready to take us into another realm and, and, and it's going to take faith. It's going to take faith because once we get to that point of faith, then the miracles, signs, and wonders will happen. And, and, and it's supposed to happen on the regular. That was the thing about that. You know, it shouldn't be to, to um, entertain or, once again, my term, sensationalize the gospel. It is something that should be, that we should be doing day in and day out. As a spirit-filled believer, the Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe. And we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I mean, these are the things. And that's why he's dealing with us and talking to us about faith. That's why that thing, that thing of faith, Elder, is stirring up in you. Because God is preparing us to that point and to that level. We will be able to walk in a room. You know, I used to ask the Lord, my prayer was, I wanted the the, the, uh, the shadow anointing where I shadow would walk by somebody and heal them. I was that, I mean, that's where I was, you know, I want that shadow anointing so I could walk by somebody and they be healed. And I still want that shadow anointing so I could walk by somebody and they be healed. Because it's, 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 it's the next thing. It's, it's what God is doing. And he's preparing his people. He's preparing those that are obedient. Those are still holding on to truth. And those who are still holding on to truth and still trying to live according to the word, not trying to twist it, turn it or, 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 or water it down or, or fix it and, and, you know, give their interpretation of it but those that are following the word to the letter you know those of us that are they're really trying to live this thing in truth he is reaching out to us he's reaching out to those who are still holding on to truth and that's why he's stirring that thing of faith in us that's why he's stirring us up because he's getting ready to pull us you know there's a remnant there's a there's a group of people who are still holding on to truth, who's not out here um, taking the word and changing it and rearranging it, that is really preaching and teaching the truth. And that's why I really like your teaching, prophetess, because you are teaching, you're not twisting it and turning it. You know what I'm saying? You're teaching the truth. You're, you're, just, you're teaching what the word, the interpretation of the word, the original context. I love it how you go and give us the Hebrew and the Greek and all that because you're teaching us exactly what the word is saying. 
And that's how we're going to understand what exactly God wants, because we as human beings have taken the word and we've came with our own interpretation thereof. And a lot of us are lost now. There's a lot of people out there lost because they never were taught the truth. You know, they never were taught the truth. Just like that's, you know, that that they they like I was sharing about write the vision and make it plain. You know, we think that's something that's something good. Like, oh, write the vision and make it plain so we'll run. No, when when God told the prophet to write the vision, he was saying, write it and you get out of there because when it happens, they will know that you tried to warn them. It was not a positive thing. I mean, there's so many different things that happen in the word that we have taken it and twisted it to our own um, interpretation and we're not getting the full understanding of it. And so our eyes are being open to the truth. I mean, you look at the, all the prophets, everyone, every last, when we did the walk with the prophets, every last prophet, Israel in sin, Israel repent. Israeli in sin, Israel repent. And look how what, one of the prophets, who was the prophet? Was it Isaiah? Yeah, nobody came. Nobody, nobody, nobody repented. I mean, 40, man, 40 years. 40, 40 years. Now, you know that's sad. 40 years that man preached about repenting and getting your life together, and nobody got saved. I said, Lord. And God had to keep sending the prophets because nobody was hearing. Nobody was hearing. Mm -mm. But, but now they've taken the role or the office of the prophet and now made it glamorous. Mm -hmm. So now you hear you are prophesying, oh, I'm a prophet, and it's a glamorous thing. No, it it's a, it, I consider it a form of prostitution, to be honest with you. Right, um, right. Today, I, I, today. today. Yeah, I yeah. really do. Yes, that's exactly what they did. They made it, they turned the prophet into a prostitute. And, 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 and see, and they're looking at you know, the, 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 having the ability to know, that's the thing. That's the thing that makes it grand and, and, and great, but they don't realize that a prophet suffers. A prophet goes through a prophet. Exactly. Exactly. They don't understand that. They get hit hard. They get hit hard. They go they get through. Hit. Child, we get hit hard. Mm. You hear me say that. <laughs> Don't be ducking down on it. Don't be ducking down. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, the stuff that we go through, it is crazy. And, and, and so that's why God is doing what he's doing. He is looking, he's, he's moving across the waters and he's searching for somebody who has his image. Somebody that looks like him. And then once he find that, he sees a look, if he sees just a glimpse of a mirror image of him on somebody, he's snatching him up and he's pulling him in. I'm done. I'll keep on going on and on because that stirred me up too, Elder Joyce. <laughs> we ever had this conversation a couple of mornings. That's why I stopped. We've been like, going nope, back nope, and nope, forth. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Because God is revealing stuff to her and to my and to me as well. And when we come together, we're just like bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. It's like we it's it's amazing. And yeah, it's, it's amazing, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. Um, but I do understand I, it. <laughs> I know, right? You sitting there like mm-hmm, you sitting there like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it's, 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 it's and, and I'm, and I'm excited, you know, like even uh, the other, I was excited when I got, I was excited. I was excited because I see God moving, you know, just stay in the vein, just stay with the flow, just ride the wave, you know, yeah, you're going to get bombarded, yeah, tests and trials are going to come, that's, you know, yeah, but, but, but the most important thing is staying focused on the Lord, staying focused on God. Just ride the waves. That's all I can tell you. Ride the waves. Yeah, and when the enemy comes, we need to recognize what it is and, and, and rebuke that and, and pray against that and speak opposite of that, what he's saying to you. Because we know he's going to come. So when he comes, we have to recognize it's him. Mm-hmm. And then we have to speak against that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, a lot of times we get caught up in it and we're like, oh, Lord, but I pray. There's so much going on. I got so much. And then the enemy will, will use what he knows about you against you, as opposed to you recognizing what he's trying to do, that his tactics are, are not new. They're not new. He, he attacks different people in different ways based on, you know, the weaknesses or whatever he knows about them. Right. You know, he, he might attack some in the finances, some in the physical health. I know mine is physical health. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know? Um, and so we have to recognize that because I'm like, look, we ain't doing. I'm tired now. <laughs> you like, you know, yeah. The spirit of infirmity is like it's real for me. Yeah, you know. So we have to understand how he attacks each one of us and pray against that. You know, and yeah. recognize that that even though he has tried before, we are still here. So we have that history. We have that. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, this he. I would do that. God healed me with. I did that. Anytime God say my little crack tail, hello. I should, my heart should have busted open in one of them rooms. Yeah. It should have. But he spared me yeah. all of that. Yes. You know, to get here. Yes. But I'm thinking that if he spared me from that out here, then I should have had no, no worries. No, now that I'm here, it's going to get hotter. <laughs> yeah. Because how dare you walk away from me? How dare you, mm-hmm. right. you know, turn from, 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 you know, that she was doing right right how dare you mm-hmm. renounce how dare you renounce me i had you you was in my clutches sure how, you get away? how you get away oh i'm mm-hmm. coming back for you my you mama were... prayed for me i know that much hallelujah somebody prayed for me i know my diddy everybody everybody my mother probably had everybody praying on her uh-huh like your child's sick she crazy <laughs> <laughs> my lord pastor john when you get ready to say something no, nah, no. Nah. Look, I'm <laughs> y'all done went on this rant, done said it all. <laughs> oh, Pastor John, we always do this to you every week. We're so sorry. Uh-uh, don't you try it. Pastor John be having them divine revelations. He'd be like, you know, it's like in the word, you know, it says, and then he starts spitting, spitting scriptures, and next thing you know, he done took a whole another revelation of the word. Now, don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> But we're grateful to God. Pastor John, you have anything to say? I'm not going to hold anybody up. This is good. I, I, I am so grateful to God. I'm grateful to God for what he's doing with Victoria's Living Christian Center. We are small, but we are mighty. And I see the power of God increasing in each and every one of our lives. And I'm excited. Um, you know, this Saturday, I, the Lord, we're we going to be in the building, y'all. I don't know. Well, I, know I know I'm probably gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have to dance. I gotta give God a praise. I got to give God a praise, and 
you know, I don't know what he's going to do, but, he, but we're just going to let God have his way. And we're excited about that. That's coming up this weekend. We will officially be in the edifice having service. So we're excited. Amen. God. Um, and then, you know, the 21st is where everybody's coming in. Um, we got Apostle Paula Green's going to come in. Right. And minister. We have Apostle and co-pastor uh, Meeks are coming in. They're bringing their choir. Okay. I have a young lady named Pita. She does praise dance. She's coming in to minister. Where's uh, she from? She's from down here. She's from Georgia. Oh, because I know a Pita up here. That's what I was asking. She's, oh. a, she, she's a she's a um uh, does dance ministry. That's what I was asking. Oh well, she does too. This the lady down here, but she lives in Georgia. She's gonna be ministering on uh, Saturday as well. So we're gonna have a nice little service, and you know, a couple people who around local people we invited to to come in. A couple of people who um, attended my previous churches that I had attended down here in Georgia. They said they're gonna come in and support and everything. So we're excited. We're excited. We really wish our Philly crew could be there, but we understand you guys got your hands full and we understand, but it would be so wonderful to see you guys in the place. But Girl, yeah. full ain't the word. It ain't even, that's not even, that, I don't even, I can't, it's not enough adjectives to describe. <laughs> so much. It just, so it's much too much. So I'm so like, okay, so God, like, what are we going to do with all these books between the books and the, it's just stuff. We have four floors of stuff. Oh, wow. Full basement. The book wow. basement runs from one end of the house to the other and three more floors on top of that. Every room got stuff. Wow. Have you seen my office? It got stuff. I got books everywhere. Bookcase. Yeah, it just... realize how much you have till you move. <laughs> Listen, and I opened up my closet. I saw the purge. I got the trash bag. I sat inside that bed. <laughs> and I was like, I don't wear this. I don't wear this. I don't wear this. It's it, it good. We are right down the street. So I'm like, every look, we purging and packing at the same time. Yep, that's it. Lighten the load. That's wonderful. So yeah. we thank God that uh, that is even working out for you that God is doing that for you guys. So, all right, then. If no right, one has people. anything else to say, we're going to go ahead and close off in prayer. Thank y'all so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I thank you. I thank you. Um, so let us let's let us go before the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for this study. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us and encouraging us on this evening. Father, I pray that you would continue to cover us and be with us as we depart from one another, as we end our, our lesson on tonight. We pray, oh God, that you will continue to minister the word unto us. Father, even in our sleep, Father, speak to us. Father, give us even deeper revelation of the lesson that we learned on tonight. Father, we pray that you will continue to watch over Prophetess Patrice. Father, bless her, keep her, cover her, and protect her. Father, even we come against even the spirit of infirmity. Father, it is not so, it shall not be. And Father, we bind it, we rebuke it, and we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would touch her body. And we thank you, Lord God, for the healing process that is taking place. God, we pray that you would give her good rest. Father, let her rest her body. She doesn't have to work late, Lord, so let her go ahead and just get the rest that she need, Father, and recuperate. Father, we pray that you would even give her added strength on tonight. God, we pray, oh God, that you would continue to lead us, guide us, cover us, 
and protect us. And we forever give your name, the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.